Here's something that I believe is true for you if you're the CEO or the leader in an organization, is that for most of the things in your daily work, you're playing by different rules than the majority of people in the organization. And you know, I come to believe that that is quite shocking when you think of it, and that at some point in the future, this will become almost unthinkable, right? In the, in the larger society, uh, we find that unacceptable, right? The, the times where we had caste systems, you know, where the kings played by their set of rules, and then the noble caste played by their set of rules, and then the merchants by a different one, and then the peasants, you know, that time um, for us in the West feels like it's long gone. And, and it seems frankly shocking. And yet, within organizations, that is still what seems to be normal. And for most of us, we don't even think about it um, because it's just the way we've always done things. Um, and, you know, this journey that you're on might be the moment where you get rid of that, where you start to dismantle that caste system that you have in your organization. And that comes with an you know, extraordinary challenge, which is that, you know, you return to be a mere mortal. You start belonging to the same caste as everyone else, um, which can be hugely liberating and kind of challenging, you know, because there's part of us that has grown an identity around, you know, being up there, being different. Um, and so I suggest an exercise for you, which is that right now, if you feel like it or when you feel that you're ready, uh, you take a sheet of paper and you start making a list of, you know, what are all the rules that are different for you than for the majority of the organization, right? And it can be big things or small things, right? Obvious big one is you can probably make lots of decisions uh, without needing anybody's formal approval, um, which is totally untrue for the majority of people in the organization. Um, when you come to the smaller things, you know, maybe you have a, a company car and other people don't. Maybe you have a reserved parking spot and they don't. Um, maybe you can come in and leave the organization at any time you want and other people don't. Uh, maybe you can, you know, decorate your office in any way you want. Other people don't. You know, maybe your office is five times larger than most other people's. Um, and so I, I would really try to make an exhaustive list of the rules that are different for you and a small number of people at the top of the organization than for everyone else. I think it's a very instructive thing. And after that first step, a second step is to go through that list and to say, you know, which one of these things do I want to start to dismantle? And so that can be in a way that either you give up, you know, the special status for you, you know, I don't know, you give up your company car or something, um, or that the status you have, you know, now becomes available to everyone else. You know, if you, say, take the advice process as the new decision-making mechanism everywhere in the organization, then suddenly you're playing by the same rule than everyone else. Um, and, and then one by one, you know, you can start working on these things and just getting rid of them. And, and I promise that if you start doing this, if I, you know, believe other people who've done this before, um, is that it will come with all sorts of side effects. I mean, all sorts of inner and, and, and outer manifestations. Um, the inner manifestations, you know, is this thing of, hey, you know, I'm, I'm just a mere mortal again. 
um, which at first can feel can feel strange, um, and over time I think can be hugely liberating. Um, what happens then is that the relationships you create when this this distance um, you know gets lifted it just become so much deeper and and more meaningful. Um, but not everybody will welcome that. Like there will people be people around you who will be confused by that, um, who will think this is just silly, you know, or, or this is just symbolic. Um, and some of these things are symbolic. Other things, you know, really go at dismantling uh, the power differences in the, in the organization. Um, and one thing that happens over time as you do that, I can almost promise, you know, from what I've heard from, from other people, is that in very strange ways, it will actually make you more powerful and not less powerful, as you could think. Um, how come? Well, because, you know, in the old system, you know, where you're really at the top of the pyramid and different rules apply and there's sort of a fear and a distance. Um, for one, any information that comes to you is often filtered and in large organizations is filtered layer by layer by layer, um, right? And you spend a lot of time trying to find out what's really happening in the organization. Um, well, when you're a mere mortal and when you do things like the advice process, um, you're suddenly one among many and the, inf the quality of the information, what you're aware of, of what's happening in the organization, um, increases quite, um, quite dramatically. Um, and the other thing is that most likely people will start to be more honest with you. People will be challenging you more and so the, the quality of your own thinking, your own decision making will go up. So. You know, you'll have less of the, of the sort of yes-men uh, attitude that, that people might have uh, before that. Um, and so you will be more powerful while other people step into, into their power. So there's really um, nothing to lose. It's, a, it's really win-win-win. Um, the only thing we have to lose is uh, you know, our ego clinging to this sense of, of specialness. And, um, and so in that way, I believe that these things aren't symbolic at all, that they're actually really, really meaningful. And so I um, invite you to think about this, and I just uh, want to welcome you to the world of the mere mortals. Perhaps you've noticed there is no paywall, no monthly membership to access this video series. That's because the videos live in the gift economy. This is how it works. I gift everything that goes into making the videos, my time, energy, and insights, and you get to choose what feels right to gift back. Please take a moment to reflect on what would feel good to give in return to help me continue doing this work. Thank you.